Wasn't that, wasn't that a great video? That is so inspiring. I saw that the other night, and I was just like, I was crying in my room. I was like, this is amazing. It's incredible. What people can do when they don't give up. Yeah? It's really inspiring. I've got a story from the Bible that is just like this story. It's about persistence. You know, sometimes we have to push through in order to get what we want and to get what we need, right? And it's so easy sometimes to give up. So I just want to read you a story from the book of Luke, chapter 18. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. Luke 18, chapter 1 to verse 8. Can I get this mic down a little bit? Because I'm going to do some hoot and hollering tonight. It's a little bit loud. Okay. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. This is the story. There was a judge in a certain city who neither feared God nor cared about people. There was also a widow in that city who came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God, and I don't care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice, because she is wearing me out with all her constant requests. Then Jesus said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his people who cry out to him night and day? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man comes, how many will he find on the earth who have this kind of persistent faith? Amen. Jesus, I just pray that tonight you would open our eyes to see wonderful things from your word. Lord, that you'd set hearts free tonight. Lord, that you'd set us free from the spirit that wants to give up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Persistence pays off, doesn't it? Persistence pays off. i got to tell you a story about persistence. We just heard two stories, right? I've got another story from my own life this week. Okay? Last weekend... I went up to Scotland with Adrian, Rose, and a few other people to see a wedding where one of our friends were getting married, John and Kirsty, if you know them. And uh, I came back on Sunday night. Rose and I came back on the bus at 7 o'clock at night from Scotland, and we arrived at 4 o'clock in the morning, all night, okay? Uh, didn't get much sleep on the bus, as you can imagine. We got home. Uh, Adrian picked us up at Meadow Hall, and then we got pulled into the driveway. I was ready for my bed. And as soon as we open the car door, I hear this sound, okay? It went like this. That's a pretty good impersonation, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, a stray cat was running across the road to get to us, right? Oh, boy, we got cat lovers in here tonight. If you know anything about me, I'm a dog lover, but I'm not really too crazy about cats. When they're kittens, they're pretty cute, but... Um, so anyway, this cat is meowing, and I just kind of ignore it. I get my bags out of the back. We will go inside. It's kind of following us, trying to get in. You know, I don't know exactly what it wanted, because uh, I don't speak cat language. But anyway, we got inside the house, closed the door, and I'm thinking, right, I'm ready for bed. It's about 5 o'clock. And I go, I get ready for bed. I lay down in my bed. My lights are off. I open the window, because it's a little bit warm in my room. 
And as soon as my head's about to hit the pillow, I hear the sound. Coming from my window. It's five o'clock in the morning. I'm not a happy camper. I want sleep. I want to get to bed. I want to wake up and get some things done the next day. So I just think, right, it's just, it's going to go away. But the problem was it saw my light on in my room. And it saw my window open. It knew somebody was up there. So even though my light was off, the window was still open, and it was just sitting there meowing and meowing and meowing. After about 15, 20 minutes, I just had it. So I got up, and I just shut my window. I could still hear it, though. You know, when you really need to get to sleep, and you really want to get to sleep, and you're really tired, and that's the time you cannot sleep. And there's this cat outside. So I just said, right, okay. Just, finally, I got to sleep. The next day was a little bit rough. Uh, or that day was a little bit rough. But then, after a long day of doing some, some things, um, I got back about 10 o'clock at night, did a few things again, ate some food, got into my bed, turned the light off, opened the window. And I go, and I lay down. Guess what? No meowing. Right? Until 4 o'clock in the morning... The next day, and I am awakened again by this meowing outside my window, and I am just, I'm furious. I'm like two nights in a row, two mornings in a row, and this cat is not giving me any rest. It's not letting me sleep. And to, to compound the problem, I wake up, I sit up in my bed because I'm just annoyed, and I look at the window. I don't have, uh, I only have blinds on my window. I don't have a curtain. So you can kind of see there's a little bit of light coming in. I see the silhouette of a cat on my windowsill, meowing, looking up at my window, right? So what I, I was just, I was just furious about this. And so I went to the window and I just slammed it as hard as I could, hoping that the force would knock that cat off that windowsill to its death. That, I, it's four o'clock in the morning, people, okay? Four o'clock in the morning. I was not happy. I was even less of a happy camper than the night before. All right? It did not fall off the windowsill. I just saw its little head looking up at the window, like, and hear these little sounds. I was like, two nights in a row. So anyway, I finally got to sleep. But in my head, I was thinking, I'm going to either kill this thing, I'm going to kill it, or I'm going to give it what it wants. And I thought to myself, because I, I do actually like animals, okay? I really do. And I felt sorry for this cat a little bit. I felt more sorry for myself. But I, said, I thought to myself, I said, if this cat comes back tomorrow, three nights in a row, I'm not putting up with it. I will give it whatever it wants. I don't care if it wants tuna fish. I don't care if it wants warm milk. I don't care what it wants. I'll give it anything that it wants. Right? I was just, I was beside myself. Finally, I got to sleep. Guess what? Didn't come back the next night, but I was ready to give it whatever it wanted. It missed its opportunity because it only stuck around for two mornings. Right? Only stuck around for two mornings. Persistence pays off, doesn't it? Sometimes we give up right before we're about to get our breakthrough. Sometimes we give up because we're just tired and we just have had enough. But the reality is we're just that close to getting what we want and getting what we need. I got a word for somebody tonight. As I was preparing this, I just really felt God speak to me that someone in here, maybe you're considering... Suicide, maybe you're considering taking your life, and God just wants to say to you three words, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give in to those thoughts. Don't let those dark thoughts in your head 
come out and make you do something that God doesn't want you to do. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. God has beautiful things in store for you and your future and the people around you. And He wants to use you to do awesome, wonderful things. Amen? It's so easy to give up sometimes. Right. I don't want to talk about that cat anymore. So we're going to talk about the judge and the widow. Okay? This story is a, a parable um, that Jesus told to prove a point. Okay? And there's a few characters I want to look at. Obviously, we're going to look at the widow, but first of all, I want to look at the judge. Okay? This judge is an interesting character. Okay? This is, what the, this is how the, the Bible describes him. There was a judge in a certain city who neither feared God nor cared about people. What does it mean to not have any fear of God? What that means is this. You don't live your life in the light of eternity. You don't live your life thinking that, about how your actions right now are going to affect your existence after you die. Okay? If you believe that there's a God who can send you to heaven or send you to hell, you live your life a little bit differently. If you believe there's a God in heaven who can send you to heaven or hell, you choose your words a little more carefully. You treat people a little differently than someone who doesn't believe that anything happens after they die. Why? Because you have a healthy fear that God could send you where you don't want to go. So you live a little bit more carefully. Okay? So this guy had no fear of God. He didn't think about his life in the context of eternity. He didn't think about how his actions and the things he did, the way he treated people, he didn't think how that would affect his future. But you know what? God sees everything we do. We, all of us, Christian or not a Christian, we live under the eyes of God who sees everything. That's what the Bible says. We live under the eyes of a God who sees it all. That means we can't hide anything from Him. A lot of us have baggage and things that we've done in the past that we're not proud of. God knows all about that. But you know what? The Bible's clear. He still loves us. The Bible's clear. Even though we've done some terrible things that we're not proud of, God is still a God who looks at us and looks past all that rubbish and says, I still love this woman. I still love this man. That's an awesome kind of God. The other thing about this judge is this. He didn't care about people. If you don't believe in God tonight, it will be no surprise if you don't care about people. If you don't believe there's a Creator who made men and women and all the beautiful things that we see in our world, then you won't value people. You won't look at them and say, I want to help them. I want to love them. I want to be there for them. Why? Because you think they're just... They just happened. They just came to be somehow. So this judge had a problem. He didn't care about God. And he didn't care about people. Sounds like a great guy to give you a sentence of some kind, eh? Just the kind of guy you want sitting behind the, behind the um, judge's podium. Sad story, really. This guy, really sad story because he didn't have a relationship with God and didn't have a relationship with people. He didn't trust either. So he was a really lonely person. I want to say something to you tonight. If you're here tonight and you don't have a relationship with God and you don't really care about people, 
you're probably a pretty lonely person. And I'll tell you this, that's no way to live your life. That's no way to live your life. There's a better way. But there's millions of people around the world living that kind of a life, just like this judge. Avoiding God and avoiding people. Maybe that's you tonight. The next character we need to look at is the widow. And she's kind of the star of this story, okay? The star of the play. The widow, it says, um, there was a widow in a town who kept coming to this judge with a plea. Grant me justice against my enemy. We only know two things about this woman. The first thing we know is that she was a widow. What does that mean to any, anybody in here? Maybe you are a widow in here tonight. Or you've lost somebody you love. The thing is this. This woman was living a life where she had lost a lot of things. That meant a lot to her. Some of us can relate to that, can't we? She'd lost a lot of things that she dreamed about having when she was younger, when she was a little girl. But they didn't work out the way she'd planned. She was alone. That's the first thing. She was a widow. The second thing is that she needed help. This woman needed help. She was helpless. A widow in these times, at this point in history, was completely helpless if they didn't have a son or a daughter or family to take care of them. And we're not told anywhere in this story that she had anybody. She was all on her own. She was completely alone. And the other thing about this woman is this. She had an enemy who was trying to destroy her. Yeah? So that brings us to the third character. Okay, we've got through the two, the judge and the widow. And now let's look at the enemy. Sometimes we have people in our lives who attack us and try to destroy us and, and slander us with their words or try to ruin our reputation. Maybe you have someone like that in your life. But I've found that most, more often than not, we are our own worst enemy. You ever realize that about yourself? The choices that I make affect me far more most of the time than the choices that other people make. I can be my own worst enemy. But you know what? The Bible is clear that it's not just about people who are against us. It's not just about ourselves and the choices we make. The Bible says that there is an enemy of our souls in this world. He's called the devil. We don't talk about him much, but he's there and he's real. And you know what? The difference between me and some of you guys tonight is that I know there's an enemy trying to destroy me and trying to ruin my life, trying to mess up the good things that I have, trying to take things from me. Some of you don't realize that tonight, that there is an enemy who is watching and waiting for you to fall so that he can capitalize on that and take you down into discouragement and despair. The Bible calls the enemy a liar and a deceiver. In other words, he's going to try to get you to believe anything that will blind you from the truth. John 10 verse 10 says this, The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I've come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. Listen, there's a thief and an enemy to this widow's life and to our lives today who wants to take us and break us. He wants to get us to a point where we give up and give in. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. To steal, one of the things he steals is our joy. That's why some people, maybe tonight, 
are struggling with depression. Because the enemy comes to take your happiness and your joy. He comes to kill our hope. He comes to kill our hope. Okay? And that's why some of us are discouraged. And we can't look at our future and be excited about it. We can't look at our future and the life that's before us and think, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next years, the next weeks, the next months of my life. Why? Because the enemy has come and he's killed your hope. It's important to realize that you have an enemy. Because you can defend yourself if you know you have an enemy. There's thoughts that come into my head that I say, no, that is not a good thought. I'm not going to follow that thought. Why? Because I know I have an enemy. There are feelings and desires in me that when I have them, I say, God, help me. Why? Because I know I've got an enemy. And if you know you have an enemy in your life, guess what? You know you need help. And you go to someone who can help you. But if you don't know you have an enemy, you think you're just normal. You think the problems that you're facing, you think the struggles that you're facing are just what people go through. But I'm here to tell you tonight, some of the problems that some of you are going through, they're not because of you or someone else, they're because there's an enemy trying to destroy you. There's an enemy trying to break you down and wear you down and get you to give up. But God would say to you tonight, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't listen to those voices. Don't listen to that negativity that's telling you to stop trying, to just lay it down, that your life isn't worth living. That is rubbish. It is a lie from the pit of hell. And God would have you know that He has plans and purposes for your future if you just give your life to Him. Amen? Amen. The fourth character I want to look at tonight, and we'll just... It is the most important character, but he doesn't really appear in the story. Jesus brings him up later on. It's the God of heaven. And he's described like this. Jesus says, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he gave a just decision in the end. So don't you think that God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant them justice and quickly. Most people in the world view God as an unjust judge. Maybe that's you tonight. Maybe you look at God and you think, you're looking around the world at all the things that are going wrong, all the people that are suffering, all the things that are, all the, all the people that are hurting. We just talked about Sierra Leone, all the people that are dying in terrible ways. And you might think to yourself, how could there be a God and how could He be just? How can there be a God and how can He be good if He's allowing all this stuff to happen, which is terrible? And the problem is, if we, if we start listening to that voice, we start buying into the same thing that this judge in the story bought into. He got to a point where he just wrote God off. And he said, I'm not going to believe in God. If the world is the way it is, then I'm not going to think or even want to think that there is a God who sees this and isn't doing anything to stop it. We have to be careful that we don't write God off because He's there and He sees. I want to tell you tonight, God is not far away from your situation tonight. If you're in a difficult place, if you're in a dark pit, 
God, the God of heaven, is not far away. Even though sometimes it feels like He's far away. Even though sometimes it feels like we can't get through to Him. Don't give up. Persistence pays off. Your breakthrough is closer than you realize. Your reward is closer than you realize. You might just be that close to freedom and victory in your life. Has anyone ever heard of Charles Darwin before? Now, Charles Darwin's an interesting character. He's the father of, of evolution, and he wrote the book Origin of Species, which has been uh, a book, um, the foundation of evolution, but also the, uh, a book that has inspired some terrible things in the world. Um, it's one of Adolf Hitler's favorite books. It was Karl uh, Marx's favorite book. It was one of uh, Joseph Stalin's favorite books. And these, some of these men did terrible things. Charles Darwin was married to a woman who was a godly, God-fearing woman. She loved God, and she had a relationship with God. But Charles Darwin always struggled with this. And this came to a tipping point in his life when uh, they had numerous children, but one of their children, you know, that special child that really brought joy into the house is how they described her. She got tuberculosis at the age of 10, and she struggled with tuberculosis for years. And... Through that struggle, Charles Darwin uh, spent some time in prayer, spent some time with his wife, spent a lot of time with his daughter, hoping that she would get better. But you know what? She never got better. At the age of 10, she died of tuberculosis, basically skin and bone, very just a fra frail and fragile. And you know what? Charles Darwin, from that moment on, said, I'm writing God off. There's no God. I don't believe in a God. I can never think or believe that a God would allow this to happen to me, to my family, so I'm not going to believe that there is a God. Interesting, isn't it? Sometimes we can base our belief system on things that have happened in our lives, right? We can say, this terrible thing happened, therefore I'm not going to believe there's a God. Some of us in this room have faced terrible situations, heartbreaking situations. We've lost things. We've lost people. Tell you tonight, don't let that keep you from believing that there's a God who's close to your situation, who cares for you, who sees what you're going through. That's what the Bible says. He's closer than you realize, He's closer than you know. Psalm 34 18 says this The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and He saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 55 22 says this. Cast all your cares upon Him, and He will take care of you. Some of us tonight, we have a lot of cares. We've got a lot of worries. We've got a lot of doubt. And you know what? God cares about what's going on in your life. It's not just me or anybody else up here standing on the platform tonight. It's you. God cares about you, and God sees your situation. Interesting thing about this widow, I'm just going to close here if Pat can come up and just play the piano. Interesting thing about this widow, she never thought to pray. Has anyone ever realized that before who's, who knows this story well? This widow never 
took her case to God. She, her only option, her last resort, was to go to this unjust, immoral, and corrupt judge for help. And you know, some of us have been going to a lot of people trying to get help. Going to the psychologist, going to the doctor, going to all these people, these professional people, who are really just broken people, you know? But this woman never thought, I'm going to go to the God of heaven with my case. I'm going to go to the God of heaven and talk to Him about my problem. Talk to Him about my loneliness. Talk to Him about my loss. And she got justice, but here's the interesting thing about her. She still had nobody, and she still had no future. Even though she got her justice. She got her protection from this judge. She still had nobody in her life. And she still had no future to look forward to. She was still all alone. And the reason she was alone was because she couldn't trust God and she couldn't trust people. You know, I just want to say tonight, you can trust Jesus Christ. You can trust Jesus. He's called the faithful one. He's called faithful. Maybe you've been let down by people. Maybe you feel like you've been let down by God. But i tell you this, He is forever, eternally faithful. And things have gone up and down in my life, but God has never let me down. And now that I look back on my life, I can see those situations when I thought He wasn't there, and I thought He didn't hear me, but really, He was closer than I realized. The point of this story, Jesus says it in the first line. He says He taught this story to His disciples that they would pray and never give up. The point of the story is this. Every one of us needs a relationship with God. That's the point of this story. Every human being needs a relationship with God. That's what prayer is. Prayer is just talking to God like I'm talking to you right now. Prayer is just being honest with God. Every single one of us tonight needs a relationship with God. Do you know Jesus tonight? It's not about knowing who Jesus is or knowing that He died or knowing that He's the Son of God. It's about knowing Jesus. James and I know each other. We know about each other. We know each other's story. We're friends. Are you friends with Jesus tonight? Or do you just know about Him? Do you have a relationship with the Son of God tonight? The Bible says this about Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through Him. You can't get to heaven unless you know Jesus. A lot of religions will tell you otherwise. They'll say, well, you don't need... It's not just about one way. It's about all these different ways. Here's the reality of life. You cannot get into the kingdom of God except through Jesus Christ. And it's so easy. Everyone who believes in Him will be saved. That's what the Bible says. Everyone who believes that He's the Son of God. Everyone who believes that He came and died on the cross. Everyone who believes that He rose again. If you believe that tonight in your heart and you confess it with your mouth, you say, I believe it, Jesus, you will be saved. We all need that relationship with God. 
Our future is dependent on it. You feel sometimes like it's not worth it. You feel like sometimes it's too much effort and energy. He's like, God, you can't see. I don't want to put the effort into that. Listen, don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. Maybe you feel like the judge tonight and you've written people off in your life. You've written God off for whatever reason. You know the reason. You don't trust people. You don't trust God. Maybe you feel like that tonight. Maybe you feel like the widow and you're all alone in this world. You don't have friends. You don't have any kind of hope for your future. You don't have any kind of excitement about your life. You're just getting by day to day. If you feel like that widow today, listen, your justice is closer than you realize. Persistence pays off. If you'll draw near to God, the Bible says He will draw near to you. The Bible calls Him the righteous judge. Why would you take your case before a corrupt and immoral judge when you can take your case before the King of Heaven who is completely righteous and completely perfect in His ruling in every case? Amen? Some of you have been treated unjustly. And you know what? You need to stop going to people to try and justify yourself. And you just need to go to Jesus and say, God, help me. Take care of this situation. It's too big and it's too messed up for me to deal with or for anyone else to deal with. Can you help me? I tell you this, God answers prayer. When you pray to the God of heaven, when you have a conversation with the God of heaven, He hears you. And when He hears you, I'll tell you this, anything is possible. Anything is possible for those who would believe. When you speak to the God who created the universe with His words, anything is possible because He hears you and He hears me. I want to give you an opportunity to pray tonight like this widow did. She just kept pestering this judge. And you know what? Maybe you feel like you haven't been getting an answer from God in a long time and you just need to keep talking to Him. And you keep asking Him, say, God, I believe that I'm closer to that breakthrough. I'm closer to that reward than I ever have been before. And you know what? The truth is that you are. God hears our prayers. And God hears you tonight. There's one more verse I want to share with you. It's this. Matthew 7, 7 says this. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Don't give up. Just don't listen to that voice that wants you to give up. Keep pressing in. I'm just going to ask us to stand together tonight. And, and uh, listen, the tragedy of this story is the judge never knew God and the woman never knew God. And they decided to just live their life that way. But the reality is there was a God who was waiting for them to have a relationship with them. Maybe tonight you feel like God's drawing your heart. You feel something where you're like, well, you, what, maybe I've never thought about this before. I, I am alone. I am discouraged. I don't have a lot of hope. I feel like I want to give up. Jesus is waiting for you tonight. Jesus is here even now to give you hope to give you healing, to give you peace, to give your joy back to you that the enemy took from you.
I'm just going to ask those who maybe want to commit their lives to Jesus for the first time. If you would feel, if you feel that in your heart, would you just raise your hand real quick so I can see it and put it down? If you want to give your heart to Jesus, no one's looking around, no one's doing any of that stuff, or just, if you want to get to know Jesus, the righteous judge, the one who hears you, the one who sees you. Is there anybody in here tonight? I want to give you the opportunity. Maybe you're here tonight and you've been pressing in, you've been asking God for something for a long time. Maybe that's healing in your body. Maybe that's healing in your mind from thoughts that you've had in the past about yourself. Maybe you're ready to give up. Maybe some of the things I've said tonight have touched your heart and made you think about who you are and what you're doing. Listen, if that's you tonight, we just want to pray with you. We want to give you an opportunity to step into that healing that God has for you. So as Pat continues to play, I'm just going to ask if anyone needs prayer, if anyone feels like they're just ready to give up, we just want to bless you. We want to pray for you and with you and agree together that your breakthrough is nearer than you even realize. If you don't give up, if you keep pressing in, if you keep persevering, God's just about to release freedom over your life. He's just about to release healing. So Pat, if you would just continue to play. And if you want prayer tonight, we just want to pray for you. So just come forward and uh, we'll pray.